Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to the Brian Ellis Podcast. Just a quick disclaimer before you hear this episode. I recorded this episode on my phone because I was out and about and I really wanted to share this topic with you guys, but I didn't record it in my studio with professional microphones and everything. So the audio isn't horrible, but it's like a 7 out of 10, maybe 6.5. So I just don't want the expectation to be the rest of the episodes are going to be like this. Most of them are recorded professionally, but a few, like today, are recorded on my iPhone, which is also praise to how easy it is for people to create podcast content and to release it. As long as people can generally hear what you're saying, it's pretty good. A lot of my episodes in the Fail Journal, uh, I think maybe a third of those episodes, and nobody ever noticed it, was recorded on an iPhone. And you kind of need a newer iPhone, like I think a 12 or above. But anyways... Please enjoy the episode. Also, thanks for everyone who has left a review or a rating for the podcast. Every positive rating or review that I get, it helps boost the podcast so lots more people can see it, and that makes me super happy, and I love it, and I read every review that's left, good or bad, but I really like the good ones. (laughs) So don't forget to go leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and please enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? I wanted to make a really short podcast today because my last two episodes, actually, I don't even know if it was my last two. I have no idea of the order I'm going to release the podcast episodes, but whatever. This is my third podcast I've filmed for today. And my first two episodes I created were ones about dating. They are each like 40, 45 minutes long. And so I'm like, I would love to go into some practical stuff about becoming more powerful human beings and being able to feel more powerful to go after our dreams and things that make us come alive and some practical steps to do that. Spoiler alert, the steps are one, two, and three. And we're going to go through it really quick. And here's the thing. I'm a firm believer in... That oh man, I always have to preface before I say this because people get so triggered. But I feel like if you've made it this far on my podcast journey, you either understand the way I speak, or you just like you know whatever he triggers me and I get over it. But just in case we have some new people listening to the podcast who have never heard this before, you know um, everything I share is from my experience and you know with victories, failures success, anything in between is my experience or experience that I have witnessed from my peers, family, friends, mentors, whatever. So, and everything I say is I really don't believe in black and white statements very much. I believe there's a lot more nuance. I believe a lot of the problems that we face as a nation is the death of nuance because everything is black and white and there is no more talking to understand it is all just talking to be heard and talking to to sound smart <laughs> and um i think it's just it's a real bummer that we don't realize that there is more there are more details mixed into some of these really hard and controversial subjects subjects that we're talking about that it's like it's not just black or white there's a lot more nuance a lot more gray area Um, but sometimes I make black and white statements because I like to trigger people. And, um, the black and white statement I'm going to make is everything is your fault. (laughs) 
<laughs> and all of you eights on the Enneagram are like, I can think of five reasons why it's not. And you will, because everything really isn't your fault. But um, I, I tend to take more of the approach that, hey, everything's my fault versus everything is everyone else's fault. My unhappiness is because of so-and-so who dumped me or so-and-so who fired me. My lack of unhappiness is because all these people are mean to me because nobody wants to give me a chance. I'm a beautiful singer and nobody knows about it. Like, I, I just don't, I, 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 I call those people, that group, that I call them victim bitches. And it's a very harsh term, I understand that. Um, and it's not relating to women. It's relating to just all human beings who are victims to the world. And I apologize for anyone who gets really offended at language. But that term is uh, trademarked by me as not a cuss word. Victim bitches is a term that is PG. And it is, a, it is a group of people who blame everything and everyone for their problems and not themselves. They lay down and they cry about how the world is not fair and things aren't working out the way they want without actually being powerful and deciding to take um, drastic measures and change their life's situation. And I think we have the power to change almost any situation we are in life. You know, I did not, um, I did not come from money at all. We were, I would not even say we were middle class. I, I'd say we may be lower middle class. I believe, I think my dad made like 50, 60 a year as a pastor back in the early 2000s, which, but at the same time, that was also raising six kids. So we weren't poor. We always had food. We always had a roof over our head. We always had clothes. You know, we never were like in lack um, but you know we didn't have excess money, and um, now I have a lot of it. And some people who who do not know my story think that you know I had certain privileges or advantages to get to the place I am now. And it was like no, actually I worked really hard for what I have, and I started from nothing. I actually started from negative. I was actually deeply in debt, and was able to crawl my way out of that. And make a lot of money and build a successful company. And so, and through that, I was able to see a lot of things that I did that I look at other people's situation and think like, look, you have the opportunity to be powerful, take control of your life and make some choices to change your situation and you're not. And that is nobody's fault but your own. So that's when I say everything is your fault. That's what I mean, is the things that you desire, the things that you want, the things you want to go after, they're not happening, most likely your fault. Most likely not anybody else's fault. There are certain things you have no control over. Like if you want to be an actor or let's say you want to be a famous actor, you can't control that. You can't control fame. You can't control virality. You can't control levels of influence. You can only control what you are doing. If you want to be an actor, you can always act. You can always find ways and opportunities to act and get involved in your local theater. You can join you know, SF Casting, LA Casting, or whatever state you live in casting, and you can audition for student films, short roles, commercials, independent films. You can do all kinds of things, and you have no control over how famous you'll be, but you'll always have control over how many opportunities you put yourself in front of people to actually get work. Same with music, wanting to be a musician. You can always make music, okay? Whether lots of people listen to it or not, it's hard to control that. But anybody in America who can go get a job and can get a, a phone or get a recording device can make music. You can pursue your passions. You can pursue the things that you love. You have control over these things, you know? But it's the artist who wants to be famous but who's not even putting in the initial work to put themselves in the opportunity to get famous that are going to be the most miserable. And I fully 
have been there before. I have fully seen how hard that can be on your mind and how hard that can be in your heart. And I don't want to see you there. Uh, another another arena is dating. I talk to a lot of people who really want to be in a relationship, who really want to be married, really want to have a family, and they blame you know the opposite sex so much. Well, it's because all men are assholes. Oh, it's because all the women just want to you know a ten out of ten guy with chiseled abs and you know six pack, and you know there's always an excuse for why nobody wants you. There's an excuse, all right. And here's the, here's the here's the the uh, things I'm gonna say that you know, it could be really triggering to some people, you know, um, okay, here we go. Um, (laughs) I know a lot of people who want to be in relationships. I know a lot of people who are like, look, I've asked out 10 girls and none of them will go on a date with me. They go, great. All right. Well, what are some things you can do to improve yourself? Like, what do you mean? They should just love me for who I am. Well, yeah, they they should love you for who you are. You know, I, I agree with that. That's great. That's a great concept. Um, but you're not going to love somebody else the way they are. You actually have an idea of what they need to be for you to date them. Like you're wanting to date a very specific sized woman. You're wanting to date a very specific level of success woman and a very sought after woman. And you are neither of those things yourself. You do not care about your weight, your health. You are not successful. You have no money and you're wanting to find a woman who will accept you for all your flaws, but you want a woman with no flaws. Like that doesn't add up. That's weird. And, you know, we'll flip back to the women. Uh, Talk to a lot of girls who are similar too, you know, who you want a specific type of guy, but you're not willing to necessarily do the work yourself to get to the point at the level a guy at which you want, which is crazy. So, and, you know, it's not all, this isn't always the case. And, you know, there are some situations where Someone isn't doing as much work on themselves as they are looking for in somebody else, and they're able to attract a mate that they want, and good for you, but that's not the case with most people. And so you go out, you put yourself on the line, you get rejected several times, and you ask yourself, what could I do to improve myself to potentially attract the type of person that I'm looking for? And those are the steps that you can take to be powerful to make that a reality. No guys are asking me out. I'm single. I want to date. Have you asked out any guys yourself? No, because I don't want to take the lead. I don't want to be the, wear the pants in the relationship. I don't want to be the one always initiating dates and pursuing this person. Okay, well, I'm not asking you to do that. I'm asking if you have taken the first step and initiated a conversation with, hey, I think you're cute. I'd love to take you out to coffee sometime. And then seeing if the guy <laughs> goes out and then asks you out afterwards. I can't tell you how many people or how many women I've seen ask a guy out on the first date and then something switches on in the brain's got in the guy's brain and he's like, "Oh, I do like this girl. I'm going to ask her on a date." Or vice versa, asking a girl out. So, with <laughs> so let's let's switch to the arena of finances. Okay? There are always ways you can be making more money. There's always ways you can be educating yourself on how to make more money. There's always ways you can be educating yourself on how to uh use the money you currently have more efficiently. You know, somebody who's just broke and that, you know, a thing you see a lot. Well, you know what I think is crazy are all these people who are crying about minimum wage not being high enough. You know, you can't buy a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house and raise a family of four on $15 an hour. 
yeah, you know, you never were meant to do that. You know, minimum wage is meant for like high school kids who are entry level jobs who are just making enough money to pay for, you know, six pack of beer, their food and their dorm expenses. You were not meant to live off minimum wage. That was never the goal. Um, well, there's no, there's no jobs. There's plenty of jobs. You're refusing to go educate yourself to become valuable enough for somebody to hire you for a skill that they need. You are not owed a job. The world does not owe you a job. Okay, like, <laughs> we, uh, where did we get so entitled to believe the world owes us a job? It's like, no, find a need and figure out a way that you can meet that need. And people want to hire you for it. You know, people that I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't have education. Do I went to trade school. I went to trade school and studied masonry. I studied bricklaying. And you know how much I could have made laying bricks once I graduated high school? $35 an hour. That was back in 2011. So I know I could make, you know, it probably pays a lot more now. But that's a lot of money for laying brick for not having a college degree. And it was fun. I love laying brick. I'll never do it as a career, but... It was fun. And I'm like, I sure, that sure as hell beats flipping burgers at McDonald's. All right? Or maybe you're a nanny making 20 an hour and you hate your life. Like, there are so many opportunities for you to learn a skill that pays higher than just minimum wage that you can go educate yourself on how to do and then, and then go get. And there's endless amounts of that. And I, I am blown away by people who are in jobs they're just absolutely miserable with. And they're not even good at the jobs. And, they're, and I'm like, why don't you find something that you're relatively good at, that you enjoy doing? Maybe it's not your passion, but maybe you enjoy doing it more than flipping burgers. And that's the thing. People are like, oh, I don't want to go study this. I'm not passionate about it. Well, are you passionate about what you're doing now? No. Great. So go spend some time to go get a job doing something that at least you're happy with doing while you're building some money and saving some money to pursue the things that you're actually passionate about. You know what? I've always thought, I was like, man, if I had to start over from nothing and I wasn't entrepreneurial minded, I didn't have good sales skills and I wasn't creative, I would just go be a scuba instructor. I would go learn to scuba dive. I would find a place that was hiring and I would just teach people to scuba because that sounds like so much fun. Move to Florida, move to Costa Rica or whatever. And that, but my brain's always been that way. It's like, I I refuse to to be miserable. I'm going to find something that at least gets me by that I enjoy doing. You know, I don't ever want to work for somebody again. I'll never have to, knock on wood, never have to work for somebody again. But if I had to, I would pick something that I would think is fun and I would figure out a way for me to go train myself and to make it happen. Okay, oh, I have kids. I have, I, I don't have time to do this. Look, there are always ways. And once again, I'm not trying to tell any parents on how to have a successful family with kids. I do not know how hard it is to have kids. So I'm not trying to do that. But I will say there are always ways for you to continue to educate yourself, to make yourself more valuable so you can actually make more money. Or like I said before, there's ways to educate yourself on how to use the money you have more efficiently. Lots of books out there. Lots of books you can listen to while you're driving your kid to daycare or you're driving, running errands or going to Target or I don't know. I don't know what parents do these days. It's a crazy job. Really busy. My, I have siblings who are parents and I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. And they're killing it in life. Especially my, my brother Trey. He has like two kids, him and his wife Gabby, and they're killing it. They're fairly successful people. They have two kids and they're pursuing their dreams at the same time, going after their passions. Gabby's going after music and Trey's going after stand-up comedy. They're both going after building wealth and buying property and having Airbnbs. And he works full time. And I'm like, he, he, he figures out a way to do it. 
And I love it. They're very powerful people, and I believe all of their dreams are going to happen. Um, let's go into another arena. So we've covered some money. We've covered some dating. We've covered some jobs. We've covered the artist. And um, look, here's another big one is community. Okay? And a lot of people fall victim to this, especially in bigger towns. I say bigger towns. I mean, in small towns, it happens too. But you feel like the world's against you. You feel like it's hard for you to stay into a friend group because after about two to three months, everyone is mean to you and nobody understands you. And look, these are great invitations to look inward. If this is a pattern, a cycle that happens in your, in your life, I guarantee you it's most likely you and not them. You know, and, and maybe the part of, it, of you that it is is that you're picking the wrong people to invest your emotion and spend time with. It could be them, but it's also a partly you because you're choosing to hang out with them. So let's figure out a way to figure out why you're choosing toxic people to hang out with. Or if you're not choosing toxic people, let's figure out why um, so many people are rejecting you and not wanting to spend time with you. Maybe you're an asshole. <laughs> Nobody wants to think about that. Maybe you're an asshole. Maybe you're really, in, maybe you're really arrogant. You know, there, there's literally so many simple things. Like I was talking to somebody or I was like, who, who was talking about this? But they were like, what's crazy is, you know, people will, you know, be having a conversation with someone. So it was, oh man, dude, oh, the other day I made a hundred bucks, you know, selling this thing. And it was so cool on eBay. And this other guy will go, oh, that's so cool. But yeah, you know, last week I sold $500, you know, doing blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you literally, your motive was to prove your value and to brag about something when this person's motive was to be seen and heard with something that they were excited about and you just tried to one-up them. Very rarely is somebody going to look at that and go like, oh, wow, 500? Man, that my story's nothing compared to yours. You're so cool. And they're going to be like, oh, awesome, cool. They might, you know, put on a face, but internally they're like, yeah, you kind of stole my thunder. I was trying to share a celebration with you and you, you took that from me. But there's, there's little personality traits like that that people have, and they don't realize that. Nobody tells them. Nobody's direct and honest with them, and um, they don't know it, and then they, people don't want to hang out with them. And so ask people. Go and ask a few people, hey, look, I'm having a hard time connecting with community and making friends. Are there, is there anything that I do that you can see that might be contributing to that? That's a really humbling question to ask, and it's really hard to ask that. And you have to find somebody who's honest. Uh, and you might not like the answer is the thing. But that question, if you find the right people to ask, can help you tremendously. Can help you see some blind spots that you didn't notice. And it's incredible at how much little tweaks like that um, can you know, help you learn how to have, be more effective in building relationship with people. You know, there's other books like How to Win Friends and Influence People. There's all kinds of books you can read about learning how to be more socially accepted. And what I'm not trying to tell you to do is to be a chameleon and act and figure out a way for everyone to like you. But sometimes there's just like stupid shit you do that people generally hate. And you can, and there are things you can change. There's things that are manifested out of your insecurities that if you can address and work on those things that they manifest less. I'm not trying to tell you to be somebody different so more people like you. I'm just saying some of our toxic traits are what keep us from getting closer and more intimate with people. So this is the way that my brain works. I'm like, if there's a problem in my life, there's something I don't like, 
What can I do to make steps towards fixing this? Another spoiler alert, it's one, two, three. The steps are step one, step two, and step three, and they're very baby steps. And it's usually really simple. I'm gonna ask one person out on a date. I'm gonna have one conversation with a friend and ask them if there's anything that I could be doing to adjust. I'm gonna figure out if I can, I'm gonna ask my boss for a raise. I'm gonna ask my boss if there's anything else I can be doing to add more value to where he can justify a raise. I'm going to write my first song on a piece of paper and share it with a friend. I'm going to study one monologue and Google Top 10 local theaters within 100 miles. I'm going to take a step, a second step, and a third step. I am tired of blaming people for my lack of happiness, for my lack of success, and for my lack of just overall satisfaction with life and my world. I'm going to figure out ways to take steps to constantly grow, improve, adapt, fail, succeed, it's going to be happy. It's going to be great. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a mixture of stuff. But I'm going to take the power. I'm tired of giving it to everyone else. Your homework, I never really give homework, but today I am. Write your three steps. Write the arena and something that's really frustrating to your life. It could be all the arenas I mentioned. It could be dating, finances, art stuff, <laughs> money stuff, job stuff. Um, but just write three little baby steps you can take to improve. Three little baby steps. Go be powerful and make stuff happen. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to me rant for 20 minutes. It was almost under 15, but I packed in an extra five for you guys. Good content to listen on your way to work or working out or whatever. Thank you guys so much for lending me your ears and hearing my rants. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Now you can actually rate podcasts on Spotify. So most of my ratings, I think, are on like Apple. But go give me a rating and tell me what you think and send me an Instagram message and let me know if anything I said impacted you and I will do my best to, oh, I'm, I'm actually on a social media break, but by the time I post this, I might not be. If I don't reply, it's nothing personal, I swear. Sometimes I get a lot of messages, feel overwhelmed and don't reply to anybody, but I always love the feedback and um, everyone who's messaged and been like, hey, this helped me get through this. That always makes me really happy and keeps me motivated to keep creating content. So cheers. Have a good one.